Was it always this way? And I just couldn't see it. Heart burning, hot enough for the both of us. I never realized how much you were holding back. All the times I felt so plugged in. You were turning up. I made a channel, a culture, a hologram, and a Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is Sean. My name's Steve. And I'm Harvey. Alright, welcome back everyone to another episode of Do the Right Films. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I believe this is the third one, right? That is correct. I yes. completely forgot that we watched How to Train Your Dragon 3. Okay, yeah. well I hope oh, you remember yeah. <laughs> that you watched it. Yeah, it, It's coming back to me. We also have a discussion. Uh, we're going to be paying off our Oscar predictions. We're also going to be discussing the turn of events of the Oscars. Who won? There will be uh, yelling a little bit. There's going to be some yelling, um, some fury at uh, the results. I'm just kidding. Save, save for later. Uh, then we're going to talk about some stuff that we watched during the week. Um, but before we get started on to some movies, uh, me and uh, Sean are back. Yes. Last week we were absent. You weren't here? No, oh, I wasn't yes, here either, yeah. I tried to come, too. I saw the movie. I was on my way here. The train shut down, and then the other train shut down, and I was like, what is happening right now? And I was like, it's not happening. It'd be like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what What's going on, guys? Sean, how was your week? Um, It's been good. I think I'm getting sick again. Jesus. Uh, yeah, what's I got happening? that going on. Um, I haven't been doing too much. I've been learning a lot lately. <laughs> Learning, <laughs> yeah. I'm just you know teaching myself DaVinci Resolve, download the new one. Um, just getting back into like editing and shit like that. Just a whole bunch of bullshit. Nice. Learning my camera, shooting a small project. And, um, that's about it. Can you can you talk about the project? Uh, I don't know what's it about to be honest, but um, oh, it's just like a series of shots that uh, I wanted to mess around with. Color grade. You oh, sound okay. like a true artist. <laughs> I don't know yet, but the project will find me. Yeah, it'll find its way. I have a the bulk of an idea that's that I'm gonna shoot next weekend, and then I'll pull it together somehow. It's like a four or five minute thing. But first, yeah. I gotta learn everything first. Like I'm trying to learn Resolve, um, and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Resolve is good. I may. Yeah. Uh, I have an SD card. When I bought my Black Magic, it comes with the studio version. Oh okay. Well, they oh they did because they have wait, the. Wait, you might have to authenticate it though, so I don't know. Because uh, it has the free version online, not the. Yeah, sweet it's one. it's a free uh, software, but if you want the uh, stabilization, that's better, and you want the noise it's like reduction. Two hundred some dollars, I think. But it came with my camera free. You might oh, be able nice. to, might be able to snag it from me. Cool. Uh, what about you, Steve? Oh me, yeah. Uh, uh, I recorded this little podcast uh, with. Uh, I sound weird, don't I? I feel like my. I feel like my my bass. Uh, I'll adjust my, 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 you. My, my troubles you, off. You keep talking, and we'll figure it uh, out. But yeah, I recorded this podcast with a uh, with a friend of mine, Harvey. It was. Uh, it's about movies. It's pretty good. Uh, I think we got some. How reviews. long was that IP? Uh, I mean, it was one episode. Uh, it was. Uh, what was it? Like an hour and thirty. Are you yeah. still push the hour? Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like we got some good content overall. This is the uh, the spinoff? It was a spinoff. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen to it, but I'm really excited. Nice. Wait, did you guys release this episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's under Do the Right Film episode 10-something. Okay. 
Jesus. You actually thought we actually recorded an episode? Yeah, or like, I thought you were. Uh, an actual like, spinoff? Yeah, great. I was like, what? Uh, Steve's Rewatch Corner. Rewatch Corner. Harvey's <laughs> Horror Corner. You know what? I think there's a market. Uh, other, other than that... Unfortunately, uh, there might be. I've been continuing my trend of watching uh, artists draw, do live draws. It's great. It's like some of the most soothing thing you ever watch. Strange. Very, very interesting. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's definitely the weirder thing I've got into lately. So, and uh, I feel like I feel like that's kind of it right now. My music video that I shot a while back released. I haven't watched it yet. I didn't edit it. I just I just handed it off to the editor, and th- they just told me recently. I was like, oh yeah, it finally came out this week, so I need to actually like, get around to watching it. But hmm. uh, I don't know. That's that's what's been going on in my world. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> All right. What oh, about just, you, Harvey? I was gonna just. Oh. You, do you want to mention the museum, or we wait to your turn? You mentioned the museum <laughs> the time we had. Oh yeah, I did listen last to your guys' episode a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harvey, what about you? How was your week? Uh, my week was pretty good. I um, I went to Connecticut over the weekend, and that was a lot more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Um, do some gambling again, bro. I did a little bit of gambling, but uh, so what's with you in gambling? Just wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> was there a yeah, thing? It's, it's like, it sounds like it, I feel like last time you were away, it was the same thing. Well, there's like, I mean, I don't oh, want to disrespect yeah. Connecticut, but there's not. I don't know a lot more things to do in Connecticut except for visit the casinos, or you just don't um, go at all. You know, well, it's like a nice meeting point uh, that I have with uh, friends that live in New Hampshire, right? So right. it's like a convenient location to meet. And uh, we went to Mystic, Connecticut, and uh, it was a nice little place. I saw a lot of things. It was like a quaint town and shit. Um, Mystic Pizza. Uh, was That's the first there. thing that came up. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, the Mystic Pizza's there. I just took a photo of it. Um, it was pretty cool, <laughs> I guess. Exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. There's like a, it's a really cool place. Like there's a Mystic River that's like runs like right through the middle, the middle of it, and um, it's like this old ass drawbridge. Was Sean cool. Penn there? No, Sean Penn was not there. Holy shit! There's a place called New London. Did you pass through there? Yeah. Was it yeah. like London? Well, like no. in terms of architecture or just not, not that I know of. Oh, okay. Well, you know, shit, I'm these are questions that I like to ask. Hey, Montreal yeah. is very European architecture. Yeah, that's true. Not too far away. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I had a nice time there. Um ate some good food and gambled a little bit and didn't go crazy. Um but yeah, that was pretty much my week. You, are you up or down? I am down. <laughs> not a lot. This is why you don't go to casinos, kids. Uh, last time I was up, so. And then you got addicted, and then you won again. Now you're down. See, it's a vicious cycle. The fucked up thing is, is that I lost on this one hand, and uh, the dealer was like, if you had played that pair of plus, plus you would have won uh, $700. I was like. <laughs> why would you tell me that? <laughs> I was like, All right, you should have pulled out I'm a done. gun and killed yourself right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is interesting. Uh, I just looked up Mystic Pizza. The pizza looks really good. Yeah. Uh, is it good? I didn't have it. Okay, and then I also see there's a. Uh, you went to a pizza place. Got to have <laughs> yes. pizza. Oh, well, I saw the sign. Like <laughs> I went to I went to the sign, but I'm like I'm gonna go eat. Uh, I don't. This I, is nice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to eat pizza. Get the fuck out of here, from New York. Some, yeah, I wanted some like local shit. And then I see a, a poster of I don't know. This is so weird because it has a lot of family photos, but in the in the, in the on this wall at Mr. Pizza. 
But one of the photos is a giant poster of Zac Efron. Just oh, very, really? very jarring. I don't know. Why. There's like family photos, family photos. Like, look at his Uncle Tony, you know. He probably Aunt ate Marie. there once or something. And then it's just like Zac Efron, 17 again. And I, oh. just very jarring. It's oh, weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I want to go there now. Yeah. I think uh, it's a nice little place for a weekend getaway or something. If y'all want to go, I think you and Tappy would enjoy it. <laughs> nice bed and breakfast. I just, I just think with the limited uh, time and resources to travel, I, I just don't see a scenario where I go there. Do you I think, appreciate it. Do you think it's a good place or for maybe, someone to go by themselves? Maybe uh, I'll assign you Mystic Pizza then, or something. Like that. <laughs> but no, I don't think you should go there alone. That's a that's a far, that's a long ways away for one person to spend a weekend. That's a, that sounds sad. Um, how about you, Thomas? Nice. Um. Yeah, so I have been here in a couple weeks. Uh, Steve alluded to us going to an art museum. Steve's conclusion was that he just doesn't get it. He doesn't get art. I'm a I'm a I'm a brute. Yeah, I'm a um, brute. And he didn't want to speak on my behalf. I mean, realistically, me and him were standing next to each other, going, <laughs> "I don't get it. I just don't get it." Dude, there was like we're like the wor- all right. First of all, we're the worst group to go because our friend uh, Allison, like, she's like. Oh yeah, let's go to all go to museum. She's into art. I'm assuming that's why she asked us to go. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like, she was I think really into it. But all of us were just just like dicking around, and like, you know how many times someone had to say, "Excuse me, sir, yeah. you're getting too close." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit." I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you if you do live in New York, and you don't think you like art that much, I would stay away from the Dia Beacon. Um, it's it's kind of a it's, it's kind it's, of a trek. It's actually it's a very far drive for a surprisingly small museum. Um, the best you exhibit you was should go to Storm King. Well, it's Storm King would be cool because it's outdoors and yeah, and it's probably a, it's, a, it's a hike and you also hike things. So right, awesome. but this is just kind of I don't understand why y'all went out y'all went outside the city to go to a museum. I agree, uh, but I the whole and, time and, I kept alluding well, to this like thing where we would divert and just go hiking because I wanted to use my camera, like I wanted to go outside, I wanted to be outside. <laughs> it was beautiful Tom, outside. Dude, Tom had the best fucking moment though. He like walks in, he has this fucking giant ass camera, so he has a black I magic. Like, I want to shoot with, and it, he wants to shoot know? with it. Right, he's about to walk in the museum, but then he looks who's actually in the museum. And he's just like, all I don't want to shoot hipsters <laughs> from New York. I'm just like, I'm gonna bring my camera. In he stops dead in his tracks. I don't want to shoot here. And it's just like, should I, I put this one? I'm like, yeah, just put the camera away, man. <laughs> yeah, I put my camera all the way back in the car. I was just like, I'm not having Emily this. and I went like a couple years ago, but we had more fun in the town that was adjacent to the museum. It was uh, cool. No, I mean, we we had fun at the donut no, place. No, the donut place was amazing. The donut that was place a highlight. Was cool. I don't know, donut place. No, this donut place was, first of all, I forgot when you leave New York City, everything becomes affordable. Mm-hmm. This This donut place gives you a little checklist. Uh, you, you fill out your customized donut. Oh, they had toppings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had you a, customize oh, it. Yeah, I had a bacon, pretty, that sounds pretty good. I had actually. a bacon-covered donut. She was amazing. Um, okay. And then, and and then I died. You, so I, I fill out my little chart, right? It's two, oh. <laughs> two very gourmet donuts, a coffee, and a tea, and it was like seven bucks. And I was just like, wow, these donuts are like two bucks a piece, and they're like very fancy. I think the best I, part about that experience is that you, looking around at all of us, you're like... You, you stop and you look. You're just like, just wait. Everyone got two donuts? Right, because I only got one. You one for me, one, one for Tappy. <laughs> and I didn't realize that we were all being fat. And I, went, and I was very upset that I only got a one. And then everyone felt bad for me and gave me parts of their donuts. So I ended up having two. 
like if you if you add it up. Uh, it was a good day, I thought. <laughs> all in all, I, yeah, I was, it was a good day. I honestly would have preferred being outside than being at the beacon because halfway through, I was like, I'm ready to go. Like, how many blank canvases can I stare at? <laughs> Because there were many blank canvases, and I was just like, "Did they just give up?" Like, I don't. I don't you get ran it. out of paint. I, was, I don't understand. I'm still trying to figure out if that one installation was a real installation. Remember the one that had the wall torn down? Looked like they were they putting something up. I don't know, dude. It probably was an installation. Oh, okay. I was like very confused. There was like two pieces that I had fun with. The rest was just like uh, not for me. Yeah, maybe we just uh, maybe we just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have to be. Sophisticated. But I don't understand that to me because I feel like a movie, no matter who you are, like has the ability to invoke emotions. You know, like if a, if a scene is thrilling, it's thrilling. If a scene is sad, it's sad. With art, you have to like find that shit. They don't give it to you, and it's just like I don't see the point. Well, well from D, when I went, I don't know if it's the same. Dia Beacon's more like structures and things like that, and sculptures, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but I there mean, was a lot actual of, like paintings but none of and it's stuff. like none of it is like holy shit, that's incredible. I, I, but I would can't you fa- would you feel the same if you went to like MoMA? And well, like, like, but the thing about shit? MoMA is all stuff that I can't comprehend. It's like how can you? <laughs> well, make I'm that? saying like you're talking about art as a whole. You're comparing a movie with a structure. Right. A well-crafted movie is something I can't really comprehend, though. Right. Like, I can't comprehend putting it all... I mean, it takes a lot of people to put it together. It's With with a painting or a sculpture, it's just like, holy shit, how did you do that? With some of the stuff at Beacon, it's just like... uh, what? There are things that I could have done. Right. That could have been art. Like you saw the one that was just a bunch of folded uh, like foam pieces. So what? There was that. I didn't see that I at was all. Like, you got to have a certain level of boredom and privilege to <laughs> to really like stretch art this far, in my opinion. All right, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, the week after that was pretty chill. I've been trying to figure my life out, so it's been very difficult <laughs> for me to. Really I remember when uh, Emily and I went. We took the Metro North there. It was before I had my car. Mm-hmm. And uh, we missed the last train, so we had to hitchhike. <laughs> it was brutal. We had to hitchhike from Dia Beacon to, like, the next arrive in Metro North. It was brutal. Nice. It was in small-ass, creepy town. It sounds Why like an adventure. Why did you have to hitchhike? Did you get... There's no cars. There's nothing there. Wait, There's... are you sure you went to Dia Beacon? Yeah, I went to Dia Beacon. Dia Beacon is, like, centered in a very populated town. Yeah, you could have easily... No, we, we went to Dia Beacon... We went to I the thought world. that was when you went to Breakneck. No. Breakneck, We I had a car. Oh. Yeah, that's the yeah. only way I feel you can get to Breakneck. No, you can take a train there. Oh. Whatever stop that is. Oslin or whatever. Anyways. Yeah. That's it for me. You guys will talk movies? Well, no. Please. I mean, after talking about uh, all this art. I think Sean owes like 40 movies at this point. Um, wait, you want, you guys want to go? I think it's 38, actually. <laughs> All right, so I watched a fucking movie. Uh, one of those movies Steve gave me. Um, you actually watched it? Yeah, which one did you give me? <laughs> I gave you two, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, you have. You gave me the, the first one was Princess Mononoke, right? And then, yeah, then you said, I can't find it. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm willing to erase the dead if you watch Howl's Moving Castle. Okay, so I watched Princess Mononoke. The <laughs> fuck? So you still owe me Howl's Moving Castle? Yeah, no, well, I acquired both, so. <laughs> Acquire. Well, if you watch <laughs> the first one, I don't think the second one counts. I, I feel like he owes me that at this point. After I'm going to watch that way, one as well. 
After this wait. Um so yeah, Princess Mononoke. <laughs> <laughs> Long overdue. Uh this is a Miyazaki movie, came out in nineteen ninety seven. What uh surprised me is that I didn't know this movie was in the nineties. I thought this came out like ten years ago or some shit. No. I didn't hear about this movie until like recently. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things going on in this movie. I guess I'll talk a little bit about the plot if you don't already know what it is. Uh, we have our lead character, uh, was it, uh, Shishita, is that his name? Steve? What? Is it, what's the lead character's name in the movie? Sorry, it slipped my mind. Let's see, I want to get it right. right. Hold up. Um, Ashitaka. So he's the main character. Um, he defends a boar demon in his village. He kills it, gets a curse, and he has to leave his hometown to go find the cure for the curse. So he travels to, um, I don't remember the town's name, but uh, he travels and he and he meets these uh, Warren um, tribes. There's Iron Town. Iron Town, but th- there's yeah. another name for it, I think. I'm pretty sure it was like, Iron Town. Like when uh, they released in the the U.S., it was like. You're something. probably right, but I, I don't know. That's when. But that's yeah, what in, I the, in the in the subtitles they call it Iron Town. So Iron Town is uh this community that's in this forest and they're fighting these sort of creatures and there's a lot of creatures in this movie we have the uh the devilish monkeys i don't know their names so i'm just gonna describe them we also have um san who's a a human girl who's raised by wolves yeah and we also have um uh, a deer lord (laughs) A deer lord. <laughs> what do you call it? It's just the it's the guardian of the of the woods. Right. Like, yeah, so it's, it's also a night walker as well. Yeah, yeah. So all these things are kind of fighting against each other. The wolf the the wolf tribe is fighting the humans. Um San also has this kind of grudge against humans, even though she is a human, she was raised by wolves to um look as humans as evil. But the thing is about the the complication about this movie is that there really is no good and evil. It's just two people who are or two uh, factions who are swayed in their motivations. Yeah. So, I, at first, I thought the I thought the girl was kind of like the villain in the movie, and then also thought Iron Town was the villain. But then they're also fighting for the same thing. They're fighting for peace in this forest. Um. So there is some beauty in that. I I do like the animation. I like one thing I like about the animation is that it's old. It reminds me of like old animated movies from like the nineties. Yeah. But it also has this vibrant tone to it that I like. Um, I like the I watched it with the Japanese subtitles. So there was an option for the American, and then I turned the American on halfway. I was like, this is horseshit, because the American uh, the lead is voiced by Billy Grunup, and he sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you notice you. I mean, if you watch any of like Studio Ghibli's older films and you watch the English dub, uh, you'll hear a lot of famous American actors. Yeah. Like, or not even just American actors, but you just hear a lot of famous actors. Uh, Subs, not dubs. Uh, sometimes I would agree with that. Not for not for everything, but for most, I right. think it works. This one, I really like the uh, the subtitles, and I like the the Japanese actors' voices. It fits it well. Um, like I said, the colors are great. I like the anima- animation. I like that there is some landscape beauty to the movie. Uh, there, it reminds us one of the only uh, Miyazaki movies I've seen was Spirited Away, and it reminds of that in terms of the the design of the environment. Yeah, I, I like I like this being. I feel like this is a little bit more mature. Yeah, it's film. also dark as well. It's it, yeah, it's like way more mature than his other films. That's why it's like 
I consider one of my favorite ones of uh, uh, one of one of his pieces of work, and I feel like it's the most accessible. Right. Compared to like, if someone's like, "Give me something other than Spirited Away," I think Princess Mononoke is an easily easily digestible story, and I think just it, it works for most people. Uh-huh. Wait, there's other things besides Spirited Away. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, overall, yes. I, I like this movie. But for some reason, I think that my problem with it is that I don't buy into the lead's character's uh, infatuation with um, the wolf princess, son. They kind of it, it set that in the back burner of everything that's going on. Yeah. And you're let, you're supposed to believe that he has strong feelings for her. And there's a good moment in the movie when uh, he's injured and, she tell, and he looks at her and he says, you're beautiful. But that kind of vanishes after a while with all this... Stuff Chaos. that's going on. That's yeah. Um, I think this could have been a better series, in my opinion. But as a movie, it's still good. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Cobra in a lot of ways. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> because uh, he gets this curse, and the curse takes over his arm, which makes him like superhuman. And it's the same with Cobra. I so a lot of seen this shit coming a mile away. <laughs> and so I mean, you know, a lot of animes take from Cobra. Yeah, maybe it was inspired by Cobra. I think it was. I swear to God, it was... (laughs) Cobra's like, what, late 80s? And this was uh, late 90s, so you can see the similarities there. But, um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it, but I would recommend it to people who would like to get into, like, older animes. And for me, this is an older anime. Um, When did Spirit Away come out? 2000s? Yeah, early aughts, right? 2001? Okay. Maybe, yeah. I feel like that's the... I don't know why, but I really feel like that's the right... What year? 2000 what? 2001, I feel. I'm going to say 2002. 2001. Yeah. Nice. Um, Princess Monoke, uh, I would give it a, I'd give it a three and a half out of four, or f- out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're doing it on the podcast. We're going to go first. Three and a half out of five. Nice. Solid, Come back to me. Solid. I have something else I want to talk about. But sure, you sure you want to dish it? No, I'll come back. <sighs> All right. What about you, Steve? What you got on the books? Uh, I watched two movies, and I watched one series. I don't remember the other movie, but I know I watched it. I just don't fucking remember what the hell it was. I think I was just a little bit too hungover that day. Uh, but I rewatched Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Holds up. Still a great movie. Love that shit. Won an Oscar. Yeah, man. We could talk about that later. I'm super excited about that. And then uh, I rewatched. <laughs> for the hundredth billion time, Firefly the entire series. Uh, you can skip me. Thank you. Interesting. That was interesting. <laughs> is, is that? I mean, is that all you watched? Yeah, that's all I watched. You watched the whole series? <laughs> all right. Well, it's a where series, was this on Netflix? So. It's on Hulu. It's oh. so good. Uh, oh, you know what? It's a goddamn fucking crime. I've never seen it. Never seen it. You're fucking up, man. That shit's a goddamn crime. I was watching this shit. I'm like, this is fucking great television. Sounds overrated. It's not overrated. You just don't. You just don't understand it. Uh, Harvey, <laughs> did you watch anything? I watched a few things. Um, Ooh. please tell me you watched Firefly. I mean, I've watched Firefly more than I've watched anything else. But no, I did not watch that. Um, I wasn't going to talk about it because uh, I was going to talk about it during our main review because I watched the first two How to Train Your Dragons. But I did too. Really? Yeah, but I wasn't going to talk about it at all. It was your first time seeing him? Uh, first I'm seeing the second one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had never seen either of them. Um, so I could talk about those really quick. Wait, can I make a confession? What's up? 
Never seen him. <laughs> I, did, I just couldn't commit to two fucking movies because you guys just wait, a- just wait. Oh my god! Did he just walk into this movie not watching the other two movies? It's I watched like a direct um, sequel. It's, it's like a direct. <laughs> I know. I watched. Uh, I watched two YouTube recaps. Two YouTube recaps. That's what I do sometimes. I need to refresh my memory, <laughs> but uh-huh. in this case, I didn't have a memory to refresh. So I know the Dude. general plot, but yeah, uh, you have no emotional context for anything that's happening no, in this movie. <laughs> Well, but that's what you guys Steve get for like fucking such a fucking offended nerd. He's not. That's what you guys get for picking the third fucking movie. <laughs> you know, is, Harvey French made the commitment. But the thing is, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. What else a, was I'm on not the a list? here because I'm not. <laughs> no, I, I did got, you two watch YouTube well, recaps? Well, no, but I, I did commit a sin. I um I watched Yo. the third one first. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. I, I saw them in order. Well, it was the only way I could make it happen because I had to go to Connecticut. So I watched the third one on Thursday, and then uh, over the weekend on Sunday, I watched this the first one and then today I watched the second one um so I'll talk about them both very briefly um how to train ta- how to train your dragon <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the portal <laughs> <laughs> uh how to train your dragon came out in 2010 and uh this movie is a story about a uh, a viking people that live on an an island and they are always warring with dragons um, the son Pretty of, common. yeah, very common. The son of the chief, uh, who's played by Jay Baruchel, his name is Hiccup. That's what they call him. Um, I think his dad is played by Gerard Butler, isn't it? Yeah, it he is. is. Yeah. Great uh, voice. Yeah. It, it is a great voice. Actually, he's one of my favorite characters in the, in the series up until that one point. Um, but yeah, everyone's warring against, the. Uh, these dragons are constantly fighting dragons because the dragons invade and steal their livestock and kill people and stuff. So they have this hatred for them and their society is completely built around basically fighting dragons and defending their home against dragons. Um, Stoic is the chief. He's played by Gerard Butler, but his son Hiccup is a sort of a scrawny and very small and weak Viking. He's not what you typically expect from a Viking, like big and, burly with a giant beard kind of like how uh, stoic is but yeah uh hiccup doesn't look like that at all he's very scrawny and very skinny and uh he's not a very good fighter either which is obviously a problem because they live in a on an island that's constantly getting attacked by uh by dragons um hiccup wants to prove himself desperately he wants to kill a dragon and win his father's love there's a nice little relationship um between the father and uh, the son between Stoic and Hiccup, and that's one of my favorite things in in this series as well. And so he's just desperately trying to prove himself to his father, and so he decides that he's going to kill a dragon. So he creates this uh this sort of slingshot or, or or it's like a some sort of weapon. I don't know how to describe it really. It's like it shoots projectiles, and um, he uses that one night, and he ends up shooting an actual dragon, and like the most feared dragon, a uh, What's it called? A, Night Fury. Yeah, Night Fury. And uh, that dragon falls into the woods, and he eventually goes out and and tries to uh, kill it, and he can't. And uh, yeah, and that becomes the dragon that you see on every on every movie poster. <laughs> um, it's a really nice movie. One of the things I really like about this movie is the, uh, I guess, the cinematography. It's uh, it's animated, but like the shots are so so well designed and composed um it's just really 
cool and fun to look at. It's really interesting to look at. Like every shot is interesting and and there's like no wasted um just no wasted shots. I think that's pretty much true for like all three of the movies as well. Um there's also like an actual connection to the to the to the main character to Hiccup. They they treat his development throughout the entire three films like very well, especially in the first one. Um we get a real sense of what's important to him and what and and they really establish how different he is from the from the rest of the Vikings and um you, you eventually end up feeling for him and for him for his relationship with his father. And there's a good supporting cast of a bunch of weird and silly animated people and they're funny at times. I think the humor is is uh is done really well. It's nothing like over the top or or too extra um it sort of works for i think adults and young people um so i really enjoyed how to train your jacket um i don't think i'll really talk about the second one i will say that i didn't enjoy the second one as much though um i think that the story was a bit weaker than uh than the first one um i didn't really care for the the villain all that much he was actually the villain wasn't that bad i think it was more so the subplot uh that we get but that's kind of a spoiler i can't really say anything about that um i don't know i think i'd give how to train your dragon one a four out of five i really i really enjoyed that movie i'd give the second one probably three and a half out of five hmm interesting yeah i wish i saw it (laughs) you know what uh i think the consensus, or like I think that's the general consensus for this franchise. I think the first one is really beloved. Uh, it's actually, like I mentioned before, I really love the first movie. I thought I probably, it was really yeah. well done. I I'd, thought it was. I'd actually probably give it a. I'm being critical right now for some reason. I'd probably give it higher than a four. I'd probably yeah. give it a four yeah. and a half. I like, I like this franchise a lot. Yeah. J- just off the first two, I, I really enjoy them. I um, got into this series very late. I only saw them this year. I always push you, man. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know really late. I saw them this week. Today. <laughs> So, yeah, I have the same feelings. I really, really like the first one. Uh, second one was unnecessarily dark for some reason. <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll talk about the third one. But uh first one's uh, my favorite. Hmm. I guess I should have watched it. Which one's your favorite? The first one. Yeah, the first one I think everyone's favorite. It, I think it's because it was so unexpected. You you really expect this like really cheesy uh, kids movie? Yeah, it does. And then yeah. it, it presents itself that way, but it has its, it, is it has cheesy, heart. It has ch- a lot of charm, and it has a lot of charm, and I think it has a lot of heart. And I think that works for the. Yeah. It just wor- I don't know. I just think the story and the characters just work in a lot of, on a lot of levels. And yeah. I think the second one, uh, yeah, it does get dark, but I feel like it it makes sense because they're getting older, and the threats that they're facing are getting a little bit more serious. Yeah, I think, but I do, I do say that like, it doesn't have the same charm as the first yeah, movie. It's it the Empire Strike Back. <laughs> I mean, the Empire Strike Back is considered the best. I think best, it handles right? relationships really yeah. well too. Like the relationship that it built between the dragon and uh, and Hiccup is yeah, it's really it's really well done. Yeah, and it doesn't feel cheesy or like I don't know, like beneath you, like a yeah. children's. Story. No, like it's like it's, it's like it's like between like it's between like uh like a. Uh, I don't. I've never had a dog, but I'm assuming that's that kind of relationship. You know, is that wow. is that? He's is more cat you never like had a dog in your life. Well, Me either. No. Never had one. The fuck? Serious? No, I never had. No, I've man. been around dogs. Explains so a lot. Shit. Like my so a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have a dog. Explains explains quite a bit. You know, Trump doesn't have a dog either. <laughs> <What>? All right. 
Must, must, Harvey, you've had dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell. He's a man of principle, compassion, empathy. I have cats, all right? Where's the subtle jabs? <laughs> all right. I don't know. Some, some about not, people not owning pets is like people who make it to like eight, eight years old out sipping alcohol. It's just like kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. It's what? Like, how, how, like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. All right. Anyways. This way, how about if someone couldn't afford to have an animal? Uh, poor people Holy have animals. Yeah, homeless people have animals. <laughs> yeah, I see poor, homeless people have animals. Bro. I think it's, I mean, you I don't know. You could adopt an animal, right? But yeah, like, let's say that dog got sick for the homeless person. Like, what would it do? I would just let it die and get a new one. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I think people just don't have it in their hearts to get their kid a dog. And there's like, he's like, Scruffy's sick. And then the parents are like, sorry, got to die. <laughs> it's part of growing <laughs> Pulls up. Pulls a fucking shotgun out of its back. <laughs> Believe, no, it's not how it works. They're like, oh, we're going to, uh, I think what my parents did was. Um, Take it to the farm and then they shot it in the backyard. No, well, first of all, I didn't grow up on a fucking farm. Uh, oh. But what I think they did was, uh, they're like, I, I kind of thought, I was really young. I kind of thought the dogs were a little sick. Um, my mom kind of, I think they told me that they were giving them to someone who could take care of them better, but I think they just took them to get them put to sleep. <laughs> they most likely did. But hey, you know, I believe them for at least a year or two. Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, you watch anything else, Harvey? No, that was it. Okay, cool. Uh, I watched kind of a lot of movies. Not really. I, I'm under the impression that I'm forgetting one. Um, uh, I think I watched, oh yeah. I watched two documentaries. I uh, won't really talk too much about them. Uh, both political documentaries. One was uh, Michael Moore's uh, Fahrenheit 11.9. Um, I highly recommend it. I say everyone going with an open mind. It's very bipartisan. It's it's bipartisan. It's obviously left-leaning, but it's not... Um, He's he's actually uh, he's talked shit about Obama a lot in here too, and and Trump as well, and and I, and I think it's a, a very unique look. And a lot of people don't like Michael Moore. I happen to like the guy. I like the guy. I like his you know jowly jaw line here, where it just jiggles when he talks. I, I like that guy. Um, the the other documentary I watched was uh, the Thirteenth, which was you know came out a while ago. Um, kind of put it off because I was like, whew. I don't think I'm ready for that. Uh, that's about the 13th Amendment and essentially the entire oppression of, of black people in America, starting with the 13th Amendment and um, and how it continues to like shockwave through our culture today. Um, and people totally just ignore and don't realize it. And uh, yeah, I won't really talk about that movie either because I I don't know. You ever just like wonder like. If these are if these movies are going into an echo chamber, yeah, I remember one time I got very heavily into the economical collapse of in two thousand eight, and I watched like forty documentaries on it, but those don't go anywhere. Like well, they're not like cinematic. Or no, anything. but the problem with those is that it happened. Criminals went to jail, and everyone knows about it. Yeah, this. But there's like new information in every one of them. Right, but for the most part, it's it's over the the average Joe's head, whereas this documentary is like, why are, like, if I could just get one conservative person I know to watch this in exchange for one of their conservative documentaries, which I don't know if conservative documentaries even exist. (laughs) I just don't know that they're filmmakers, and that sounds very ignorant, but, uh, yeah. No, I bet they exist. Yeah, they're uh, produced by Alex Jones. Moving on to narrative films. Um, I watched, uh, 
Boy Erased. I didn't talk about that last week, right? You weren't here. You weren't here. Or the week before that? You weren't here. I was here you the week before that. You haven't been that. on this on this on the show for quite a while, man. I was here the week before that, wasn't I? I don't, I don't remember. Lego movie too. Yeah. <laughs> You're making him question himself. I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh anyways, I watched Boy Erased. Um if you don't know, it's uh it's about uh gay conversion. It's directed by uh Joel Edgerton. And it's uh, starring Lucas Hedges, Nicole Kidman, Joel Egerton, Russell Crowe. Let me ask you something. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) With your arms crossed on top of that. Let me ask you something. How fat was Russell Crowe with this? (laughs) (laughs) Very fat. He he really... uh, He he, balloons in every movie I see of him. I love it. He was great. It's like a slow decline. (laughs) If you like watch his filmography, dude, from, like, it's Gladiator. like it's pretty fucking rough, man. It, I now. think he's like he's like he wants to blame it on his roles, but I think he's just getting right. fatter and just taking fatter roles. <laughs> Sounds I like some I did. <laughs> I love like, Russell Crowe no matter what. Yeah, he's <laughs> of definitely the, one of the greatest actors that's ever lived. But I heard a story about God him. Damn, I, I like I like fat Russell Crowe. I've heard he's kind of a dick. Is that do, have you guys heard? All stories? the best star. Yeah, I heard he's a douchebag. I heard he's like. I remember one time I knew a guy that worked in a restaurant who actually like was told to give him a drink during like this like press hearing they were having at the restaurant. They were having this whole setup and he gives him a drink. He's like, I don't drink. And he's just like, well, they told me to give it to you. And then Ryan Gosling was there and Ryan Gosling was super cool. Ryan's like, he's like I'm not going to drink it, but I'll hold on to it. Just be nice. Russell's like, oh, I don't drink. He well, made it a point. First of all, I know he drinks. And like any, right, the waiter had to stand right there, like right offset, because his boss told him not to bring it back. He's just he was like holding the drink for Russell. This all Crow. sounds like a missed. There's probably more to Russell Crowe, dude. Than that. I just find it hilarious. Just like, so I don't, I, don't I, I wouldn't so. call him a dick based on that alone. Anyways, the son of a Baptist preacher is forced to participate in a church-supported gay conversion program after being forcibly outed to his parents. Just like participate. Yep. I don't I don't think that's what it is. I, I mean it's partici- not. It's not technically. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it should be called participate. Um yeah, I mean I guess if you're a minor you can still send people there, but he's not a minor actually. Mm. He's, he's of college age. Oh. Um so he is participating. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. However, it goes deeper than that. Um the main takeaways here are Joel Egerton for me. I think he is he directed it. Um but I just think he is phenomenal in his role. Um, overall, the movie isn't quite as heavy or interesting as I thought it would be. It does make you think that this stuff still exists today, and it's it's kind of fucked up. This movie has an agenda there to uh, bring awareness to that, which is good, I, I, I believe. So, um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about it other than that it's, it's a pretty good movie. Um... Lucas Hedges is is uh, very good in it, but he he's like what you see in the trailer is almost the entire movie. Like it it has these these monologues where he's screaming at his parents, like, "Well, maybe this is who I am," you know, stuff like that. And the movie doesn't really explore any deeper than that. And this is based on a true story too. Are there any are any sex scenes or like? Uh, uh, oh yeah, so I, I was gonna get to that. There is one scene that took me for a loop. And um, it involves sexual activity, possibly uh, <laughs> force forced sexual activity. Oh really? Uh, oh shit! That's is all. It like bold? 
did they like uh it's pretty bold okay pretty bold i didn't expect it in this movie the movie doesn't match the tone of that scene at all um it's kind of in the middle of the movie it starts from uh from being pretty standard and simple it comes like out of left field yeah and then it goes back to normal it gets you know very heartfelt very very normal he has these emotional scenes with fat russell crowe uh, I don't. I don't mean to downplay the movie. It's a very good movie, though. Um, I'll probably give it a light three and a half. Uh, yeah, but the real star of the show that I watched um, this week was Twelve Years a Slave. I hadn't seen it yet. Have you guys all seen this movie? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Saw it by myself on Christmas Day at Rave. <laughs> nice. Do you want to talk about it? Nobody <laughs> was there. It was great. All those white families three at home eating their chicken long. dinner. You're learning about lynching. Um, yeah. Uh, let's just... This is a Steve McQueen movie starring a, a ch- ch- uh, ch- uh, Chito... How do you say his last name? Choodle. Choodle. Choodle Edgeford. Choodle Edgeford. I was like sitting there looking down and I'm like, I was like what the fuck Sorry, is happening with like Tom? A, like a train. He's over at Choo Choo. Choo. Uh, yeah, he's the karate master in uh, the, the Red Belt movie that Harvey made. Turn into a DJ for a second. <laughs> you also have uh, Paul Dano, which I thought he had a bigger role in this. Um, Michael Fassbender. Uh, Brad Pitt. Very s- strange, small role. Um, he produced it. Yeah. And then you have... Um, what's the girl from Black Panther? Something Lupita. Like- Lupita Nyong. Yeah, she she was in this. Uh, overall, some some pretty uh, heavily star-studded cast there. Uh, yeah, this movie is very worthy of Best Picture. I was skeptical at first, you know. I Did was, it win Best Picture that year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. great. I was happy about that. Yes, very very worthy of Best Picture, which we might have to talk about that award later. <laughs> and what it means? <laughs> yeah, what it means if it's even worthy of us talking about. Uh, but this movie shows that the Oscars still do reward uh, visceral, uh, masterful s- filmmaking. Steve McQueen has always been great to me. Uh, I was a little disappointed by Widows. I still liked Widows a lot. And there was a lot there, but overall, I don't think he can make a bad movie. Um, 12 Years a Slave is definitely very important. Um, I even cried. Anybody else who cry? No. We're close. I, I cried. Which scene? It's the end, you know, the end. I don't think I cried. I cried a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just one of those movies that makes you you so frustrated. And it's not even the sense that, like, oh, how can white people be that evil? Just that situation alone is frustrating. Just to fucking... Uh, if you don't know, it's about the um, a uh, black man in the times of slavery. His name is... Uh, fuck. Chewoodle. No, 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 Northup. No, no. <laughs> che- che- Chewy, che- Chewbacca. Northup something. North Solomon Northup, sorry. Solomon Northup. Uh, he uh, is just a, he's a violin player, very well regarded in the North. He's He lives in uh, Saratoga, New York. He's free because the, the North is, you know, a non-slave owning uh, union. And... He kind of meets some guys who are like, uh, hey, we want you to come perform on this show. It's kind of like a circus, you know. He na- naively uh, says, all right, yeah, I'm down for some extra cash. Uh, he gets drunk. Next thing you know, he wakes up uh, 
in captivity. And that situation alone is just it it it's so the fact that it really happened it's just so fucking frustrating um and obviously the title spoils how long he has to to endure that that's a long time uh yeah when you when you think about it it's just like it's worse that's than, like your whole high school career plus one left over here it's honestly worse than the people who get put in prison for a really Three long times. time um when they're innocent because like there was literally this wasn't even like a confusion. This was just like, hey, uh, I got a nice sleeve for you uh, in the north if you want them. Like it's just, it's insane. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible movie, and I would probably give it a five out of five. And I think everyone should watch it. I put it off for way too long, kind of thinking it was just going to be very heavy Oscar bait. Um, but I think it handles everything very well, and. It moves at a very, very good slow pace. Uh, Michael Fassman is great. Paul Dano is fantastic. There's this... He's singing in the movie. Very racist lyrics. I wish I even remembered them, but they were fucking very racist. And I was just like, am I really watching Paul Dano? (laughs) Could you imagine if he, like, ran for president and someone just put that on loop of him singing that song? It's fucking rough, man. Uh, But I love it. I love the the cast. Everyone did an excellent job. Five out of five. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That is all. Also, conservative people, watch 13th. If you do watch it, I'll watch any conservative documentary of your choice. But I think that was the first time I saw uh, Lupita. And That's uh, the first time. That's as far back as I can remember. Yeah. That, uh, that soap scene is great. That made me fall in love with her. What? What do you mean? Made you fall in love with her? She was great. Okay. I just wondering if it was a sexual thing. No. No. <laughs> you can love someone cheesy. without being sexual, Thomas. I just wanted to make sure. Um It's just a powerful scene, I think. And, yeah, it's uh, a very powerful scene. It really uh that scene was brutal. Fucking yeah. brutal. Yes it was. God. It's just soap. Alright. You guys ready to talk about Wait, uh, I got one more movie. Oh shit, wait. <laughs> See, this is why you don't this is why you don't do this stuff. What'd you watch? Uh, I watched a movie, a uh, Netflix original movie called Paddleton. Um, it's a Duplass Brothers movie starring. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Mark Duplass and uh, our boy Ray Romano. And our boy. Yeah, this was a movie that I put on one morning after a uh, hangover period, and um, oh, it's like those. one of those movies like you know it's gonna be simple, it's easy to watch. You can lay in bed, um, you get like another couple of hours in before your girlfriend wakes up, um. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's a Duplass Brothers movie. I believe it's one of those uh films that they have like a a catalog with Netflix. I think they have like seven picture deal or something like that. Um and I will say this is by far my favorite movie they've ever done um for Netflix at least. Um it's about two best friends who happens to be neighbors. They live about the one lives below, one lives on the second floor. Uh I think it's in California, some part of North Cal or Seattle, I don't remember which state it was. But um it's a very old idea of, of the the plot is one of them is dying of cancer. It starts off right off the bat, he gets the news that he has terminal cancer. Um Mark, Mark Duplass um is the character with cancer. Ray Romano is the friend who has to help him throughout this uh process of him dying. Um it's not a, it's not a 
uh, I wouldn't say a spoiler, but it's, but it's in a trailer. Uh, Mark Duplass decides that he doesn't want to go through with treatment. There's no point because he has terminal cancer. So they go on a road trip to get these pills that he can take to overdose. Yeah. And it's a very charming movie. It's one of the best roles that I've ever seen Mark Duplass in. Um, it, I challenge everybody to watch this movie and not fucking cry. The third act, not just like a moment in the movie, but the entire ter- third act, you're gonna cry, because the movie builds that you builds the relationship in terms of you buy the length of time that they've known each other and how much they depend on each other. They essentially play losers. They're kind of like these misfits who kind of like don't they're they're still like in their late forties. They don't have wives or girlfriends. They watch the same movie every night with each other in their so you're apartment. You're saying it's like me looking to a, mid- a mirror ten years from now. Well, hopefully you don't get terminal cancer, but yeah, sure. Minus that part. Yeah. Okay. So, but imagine having to deal with the consequence of you uh, going on without your best friend, and like you know that he's gonna die. You guys just plan for his death, and you're just having like the last couple days with each other, and it's very heart wrenching movie to watch. And my girlfriend actually woke up, and she only caught about like thirty minutes of it, and she was just bawling, crying. And but essentially, the movie is a comedy. And it's a good blend of comedy and drama. And I think even though the idea is kind of uh, it's old, I do think these characters work. And I love the look of them in this movie. Ray Romano is incredible in this movie. If you thought he was good in The Big Sick, this is, he's much better in this and funnier. And the look of the movie is really good. There's a, there's a really funny part in the movie where they go to get the pill. And the, and the doctor tells him you have to take 100 of these to properly kill yourself. And they're crushing it up in the end. And he's like, you know, you don't really need these. You could any A hundred of any pill would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and they go on this whole road trip for it. It's, it's just little subtle moments like that in the movie that's incredible. And I would highly recommend this movie to anybody. Uh, um, this sounds like up my alley. I think I'll check this out. Yeah. I like, it, I like, I like Duplass Brothers. And I, and I like too. their style of comedy. And right. how the way they're able to look at more darker situations and kind of bring a little bit of light to them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll one of the things uh, that caught my eye was the thumbnail of Netflix's uh, image of them, and I was like, "Wow, these guys don't look anything like I've seen them in other movies." Like, check it out. They look they really look good. They're really good character designs, and uh, nice. it's funny. It's I'm interested. Any time I get to watch R- Ray Romano, yeah, he steals this movie for sure. Um, but yeah, this movie is incredible. Uh, I'll give it a four and a half out of five. Damn. This is probably my favorite. This movie is like one of the first movies in a while um, that you've talked about. That I've been, yeah, very very interested. Not that you, I mean, just yeah. Seems like it's up my alley. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's a great movie. I did watch half of um, <laughs> Shoplifters, but I fell asleep. Ooh, fuck. so I'll I gotta, finish I it. Catch I have that. to re re rent it on um, Amazon. Oh, it's rentable. Yeah, four four ninety nine. It's worth Chill. it. I'll, I'll so I'll watch half of it, and it's good so far. So it I'll continue over to it next week. Sean, do you want to go have these? Two dollars, two fifty each. Yeah, that's <laughs> sure. pretty pricey. Okay, so we, uh, my full review will come next week. Okay, cool. No, that's it. I guess. All right, you guys want to get into uh, how to train your dragon, the hidden world? Let's see. All right, let's uh, let's take a listen to a clip. This is Berk, son. It was the home of your grandparents and their grandparents before them. But out there, beyond the edge of the world, lies the home of the dragons. And I believe it's your destiny to one day find this hidden world. 
You do know my leg isn't a chew toy, don't you? Is this what you want? Yeah, go get it. Uh, how am I supposed to get down? That, that <laughs> was a good when, clip, since right? When, since when that became mandatory. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> you don't have to say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that clip as much as we did. Um, <laughs> it's like a Bruce Ocean. You have to say this. Um, all right. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. When Hiccup discovers Toothless isn't the only Night Fury, he must seek the hidden world, a secret dragon utopia, before a hired tyrant named Grimmel finds it first. So this is uh, voice acted by uh, Jay Baruchel. Um, I don't understand why he doesn't sound like Jay Baruchel in these movies. He does. Yeah, he does. He sounds just does. like him. No, he has like more of a twang or something. It's no. weird. No, it, it sounds, sounds like just that, like yeah. him. Like, like if you hear his voice, you know like exactly. He's not voice you, you, I know you don't exact. have to know his name he's just as an doing actor. His normal you voice. know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't think maybe, even maybe there's some some something's <laughs> throwing me off there. Uh, America, America Ferrera. Uh, I did not know she F. Was Murphy here. Abraham. Um, Kate Blanchett, Gerard Butler, Craig Ferguson, Jonah Hill, uh, as well as many others, many, many others. It's directed and written by uh, Dean DeBlau, Du Bois. That's how you pronounce that. Okay, so um, yeah, I haven't seen the first two. Watched some recaps, but I'm sure I'm not emotionally invested. Uh, but what about you guys? What did you think of the third installment of this this franchise? I'm uh, freshly invested. In this, since I've seen them all very recently, all right, drop it. So, man. Um, let me talk while it's still in my brain. Um, this movie picks up where the la- where the second one left off. Uh, Hiccup and um, his band of compatriots, the Fly Dragons, they um, they've defeated the man in the in the second movie. And now they're all living like a very peaceful life with their dragons in this utopia. And, uh, of course, another threat comes. And um, this man decides that he's going to capture the Night Fury, uh, Toothless. And, obviously, Hiccup cannot let this happen. And um, they come up with a plan in order to in order to get their dragons to safety and get them away from this man that's trying to harm them and trying to trap their dragons. Um it also introduces a world that they have sort of talked briefly about in the previous movies, uh, the world of dragons, basically where dragons, where dragons are from and where they, where they naturally live. And, uh, it sort of sets up this, uh, story where it pits toothless between the life of, of being with his best friend, Hiccup and, and living in this dragon utopia and, returning to where he uh to where he lives and um i really like this story a lot much more than honestly the the second the second uh sequel you really see the like the emotional payoff i think or from those relationships that were established earlier uh, those are my some of my favorite things in those movies and um you really see the development and the work that was put in between hiccup and toothless and um and all like the the core of the group really it's uh i think that's one of the strongest points in these stories and um it doesn't feel too silly or too childish i think i think uh they're like emotionally um 
literate, if that makes sense, for an adult. Um, I also like the cinematography and the action in this a lot. Uh, I don't know if y'all know, but Roger Deakins served as like a visual consultant on this. Oh, really? Is this on, a joke? On like all three of them. Is this a I joke? Think. Yeah. Are you serious? And that's why, <laughs> yeah, that's why it looks so great, I think. That's part of it, at least. It's um, probably his easiest job ever. <laughs> He's like, this is, that looks cool. I'm picturing that a wide <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you could just, whatever's in his brain, if they could just animate it, that's probably better. Yeah. Um, so visually, I think this one is just as good as any of them. It's it's exciting, especially, I think, the first the first act of this movie when they're, like, flying in dark and attacking yeah. ships and stuff. It it just looks really cool, and the action is shot so well or or animated so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it's just a fun, cool-looking movie, and I think that... Who's like the said, DP on this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, Apparently, I, I feel like this is an interesting uh, movie, because I don't think we have ever would have had a shot to talk about this franchise, because it has such a sporadic release date. I think it's been a while since the second one, right? Yeah, it's been over, like, what, it's a decade-long sequel Yeah, it's trilogy? like, and usually you don't get that yeah, in Hollywood. And I think yeah. that's the first thing I love about this franchise is that I think they really do actually give a shit about the characters and the world that what they created. What studio made this? Uh, DreamWorks? Or? Dream, yeah, Dream, DreamWorks is behind it, but I don't know who the actual, like, I don't know if there was actual yeah, it's probably team. probably a smaller studio. Mm-hmm. A smaller the studio who's behind the story and everything else. But uh, I think that's the Mad one thing. Hatter. <laughs> Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter? Oh, okay. Yeah. What else have they done? They've only done they only how, done how, how to Train Dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it just reminds me uh, of the love and care that may be like something like uh, Leica Studios. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're the ones who did like Paranorman and Caroline. Like they really put attention and detail into the world and they don't release a movie every fucking year. They release it every couple years. You know, you, you, you know, they take their time with their project. Are they doing that other project? They're doing uh, Missing Link. Missing Link, yeah. yeah that looks I, good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. It has uh, the same style. And yeah, I think it's just the attention and care they put into this this world. Uh, I think I th- for this one in particular, I, I think uh, I agree with a lot of things that Harvey said. I think the story just, I think it's a great way to end the story or at least to kind of close this chapter in this franchise. Uh, a lot of, again, maybe comparing it to other like animated films, people are afraid to end things because you're like, it's like, no, we can continue the story. But this really kind of makes a definitive like end note, which I really like. Uh, And it's very satisfying too. It's like, actually like, even though I did find a lot of things that did happen in the story predictable, like you kind of do see it coming a mile away at like, once you actually watch, you're sitting there watching it, you kind of see it happening. Uh, I think it just, I think it ends appropriately. Like it's just a lot of things that do happen with the characters and what happens to their world. That's like kind of left behind, like that world that they created. Like it's, it's, it makes sense. Everything makes sense for the, for the characters in the world that they built throughout the last couple of films. Uh, you know, it sucks though, because I would say this, I don't think it was as, as there's moments that I didn't find as charming as I did maybe in the first film. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I feel that way as well. I feel uh, like I think it's just like a little bit of cynicism. I think it's because <laughs> I'm gotten older, and uh, it's hard for me to. It's just maybe it's just like me being jaded. Uh, but everyone seemed to love it in the theater I was in. Everyone's like, like having a great time with it. But it was just like, it just didn't have that spark or that that energy that the first two films I think had. Really? 
Uh, I mean, it's not like a bad thing. It's not like saying it's terrible. Yeah. It's just like I just maybe just didn't see it. It could be there. I just like I'm saying maybe I'm just yeah. older. And uh-huh. again, I'm removed from these movies for a couple of years now. I haven't watched them in like I haven't watched them in a while. I think that I think that might be this movie's problem is that if you don't watch the previous one very recently, this movie is not that enjoyable to me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch them at all. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I could imagine this movie definitely feels like such a direct sequel that if you're not like up to date or like refreshed then like emotionally and and just overall investment in the story this movie feels like just there's just a lot happening at once and i don't know the the story doesn't feel nice and buttery and and world building based like the first one seemed to in the recap videos i watched (laughs) (laughs) preface everything with that but like you know it's like the lego movie too in a way it's just um that movie is just nowhere near as smooth and fun as the first one because it's not it's not telling you this simple story and building this simple world for you. It's Everything's been built up over years, and like if you, the yeah. further you get, the but not only that, this movie is not like a whole new like thing. It's yeah. su- it's such a direct sequel that it it feels like a direct sequel. And you know, if you haven't watched it in f- since 2014, I can't imagine that this movie's going to impact you as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you have a great point. I think that's why I felt a, a certain way during certain scenes that I should have felt a little bit more like choked choked up or a little bit more emotional. Like I think they earned a lot of their moments. Like like I feel this movie earns a lot of its moments. It's just like I think since I've been removed from the franchise a little bit, it's like it's hard for me to be like kind of pulling those emotions. Also, it was like a Sunday and I'm just like Since I was never in the franchise. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't have so, much to say. Um, yeah, what is your thoughts? You you and Harvey are the like most I uh Yeah, you watched it both recently. Yeah, um uh, I've seen them very recently. And uh yeah, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh this movie's it's obviously driven on a lot of emotions um a lot more than the second and first, I would say, because there's this idea of that there that uh Hiccup's going to eventually have to move on with his life and not be not own a dragon anymore. Night the what's his name in the movie? Toothless. Toothless. Um, so there's that idea and the concept of the movie. And if you are emotionally invested, you you understand the relationship that they have and and that they've built up and how much he relies on him. And he starts to realize that he relies on him in, on him because uh, he needs him for some sort of strength. Uh, strength. Um, but the movie teaches you that they can they can uh, survive without each other. Um, without giving any, anything away, was the other world, the hidden world, in the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So they showed it in the trailer, and uh, I, I wanted to mention that that scene was incredibly beautiful. I think the colors were amazing. Yeah, it made me think of uh, Coco. Like the amount of lights and the amount of yeah. work that put in the window of that scene had to be yeah. insane. And it was yeah, a I'm very sure the gaffers were like. Yeah, it was a very drawn out scene too, which I was surprised. This movie has a lot of emotional beats that had me a bit choked up, especially the flashbacks with the father. And him as a child, yeah, I really bought into those scenes, and uh, I think uh, <sighs> they did a good job at writing that stuff in with the dialogue. Yeah, I fucked up. Um, yeah, you did. If, if you don't watch it, the recap videos, were not enough to emotionally invest. Yeah. That's the thing. Like when you watch the first one, and like, dude, like that's one of the best. Dude, things like, about the, it, all right, the relationship like, between him. And yeah, his I hate I to love spoil that the first the one, but like, it's the the series is over. But like, everything that kind of just like leads up to a lot of these like great emotional moments. Like 
yeah, dude, that's everything is just well earned. Like from like the the dramatic moment that happens in the first one, and then the, I feel like each film has that moment where you're like, fuck. I can't but if you don't this. see those first ones and the the ones in the third, yeah, they literally don't hit feel, at all. They feel I feel nothing. They don't yeah. hit at all. And there's this uh, idea that uh, that's in the movie of him of, to- of toothless being sort of like a son of Hiccup. And there's a beautiful scene, or a really funny scene in this movie where Toothless is trying to court the other Night yeah. Stalker, and it's hilarious. And uh, and Hiccup is in the background kind of like guiding him. But it's in the trailer. So I saw like yeah. the best moves in the trailer already. Yeah, so well, I, I didn't really see that. the trailer. But uh, I really like that scene a lot. I like the scenes with the other characters as well. They're, a lot of them were just one-dimensional. They kind of give them this kind of running joke. Every oh, character. Like Jonah Hill's character. Yeah, yeah. with that, and Could also the that. other guy. That, I think that the beard. I agree with that, but I do think that they were strongest in, in this movie than the previous two. They definitely have, the first they, one. They, I would they say. have big. Yeah. They have much bigger roles in this, and right. I think that. Well, they in the first one, they're sort role. of seen as the villain. Well, not villains, but kind of like antagonist. Yeah. Like a little bit of more of antagonist to Hiccup's like. Right. In the development know. stage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, one. I think the best thing in this film. I think for this whole franchise, and I think this film really captures is the sense of adventure, like that energy. I think it's just like I feel like I haven't watched a kids movie or like an animated film. I hate to say a kids movie because I feel like it's just like knocking it down, like it's not yeah. as good. But no, when I say like it's it's such like that the scenes when they're flying through the air, like it's like it's like this almost sensational the feeling you think you would right. get if you were flying. Like yeah. I think this film just captures a lot of beautiful moments like that. And you see it throughout the whole franchise. Like, I don't know, man. Tom, you fucked up. No, yeah. relax. It's a fucking kids movie. Nah, man. It was. It's a great <laughs> franchise, man. I, th- I th- and I you, think you know. Funny thing. What? Sorry to cut you off, but in my theater, no. there is not one child. I actually wanted to get There's up not front. One person. Yeah, it was like theater. There's like two children. Man. I wanted to get up front. I'm like, grow up, you fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's think a kids movie. Yeah, I agree. Those um, your kids in the middle of it, middle just like tears run down Sean's face. It's a kids movie, all right. Stop crying. I mean, <laughs> what, what what do you want from me? All right, it was fucking halfway into the week already when I found out this is the movie to watch. I'm, I'm not watching two movies in that span of time. You watch two fucking social justice warrior documentaries. Social justice warrior documentaries. That was before. That was the weekend before. <laughs> I think one of those docs I was going to talk about on last week's show. No, uh, yeah, I guess it, I guess it was a bad movie for for you to watch. I mean, Harvey made time. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out my life, and it's in shambles. <laughs> it so. takes that. How did Train Dragon One and Two could have helped you? Yeah, it could have fucking helped you figure some yeah. shit out. Could have gave you some direction <laughs> on how to train my fucking dragon. <laughs> Maybe you need that. It's a metaphor, dude. Yeah, overall, I think this movie. Uh, it's nice. I like some some of the design made me want to play Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, some of that reminded me of it, which is now available on the Nintendo Switch. So I may be doing that if I can. Can you talk. imagine like being like a uh, filmmaker that of this movie, and you're listening to this like four years of making it, and Sean was like, "It's nice." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to cope with that. I think that's a part of it's being nice. a filmmaker. It's okay. I, I mean, some people have to listen to critics shred their movie apart. You know? I, yeah. think, I think this is one of the better... I We're think not it's one critics, of the best. so we don't matter. Hands down, I would say this is one of the best like animated uh, f- like features. Yeah, you I was going to mention... Like, this franchise overall, like... 
most recently, um, Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Lego Movie 2, those were a little bit... Dropped the ball. Yeah, I wasn't too hyped on both of those, and this is definitely yeah. one of my favorite anime yeah, movies like we've seen in a long time. Of those as well. Uh, this just, movie, as, as, as a standalone movie, it just didn't do much for me. <laughs> It was it was okay. I would though. say I would say that much. I it, would agree. It does with a you lot that. of like. Jump. I can't argue with that. that yeah, makes it sense, makes that makes a lot of sense yeah. because it's that, relying on. All yeah, but I think that's two, where a lot of it's there's like there's like points one. where they end up in a new location that I don't even realize how they got there. Oh, I think. But like I was saying, I think that's that what that's this is what makes it like at its core very emotional is that it's picking up from the last two from. This world that it's building, these it characters under- that establish. Yeah, it it's bas- like watching like like Return of the Jedi, some shit, without seeing the others. I would say more like you know Lord of the Rings, but you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate it. Damn man. Yeah. All right. What's I mean, your rate? What's your score, Tom? Let's hear it. I mean, I've done a lot worse in the theater. Damn. Could probably give it a light three. Nice. I can't say it's bad. It's a kids' movie. It's inherently. Yeah, I don't appreciate the way you said. It has some. It's movie. pretty entertaining. Um, I'll have to go back. And Kids are pretty smart right now, man. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> right I'll have now. to go back and revisit. They're adding on Final Cut Pro on tablets now. Apparently, yeah. I've seen some tutorial videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like They're building shit on Minecraft. Hey, welcome to my tutorial. <laughs> hey, man, they like, got like ten thousand more followers than I'm you. I'm gonna man. show you how to do a film burn. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how to crack this program with a. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! All right. The fuck. <laughs> Damn, you ain't, you're not using LimeWire like I was using. All right, what's your guys' score? Uh, Mine's a light three. I would give it a four out of five. Jesus, um, this is my. I think this is my second favorite of a series. Settle down. Uh, the first being the best. This in the middle, and I think the third is my, or the second is my least favorite. Jesus um, Christ, what did I miss? I think it feels rewarding for the development that it does in the first and the second, and I think that. You, I think you did fuck up by not seeing the other two. Um, <laughs> I think you guys fucked up by picking a, a, this is a big third, release? third movie. I mean, there was literally two movies. All right, we have to, we have to, I have to ask a question. Probably some on Netflix. How did you feel at the done. end? Huh? How did you feel at the third? Just wait. No, because you watched in reverse. So you really didn't understand. You didn't have that. No, but. Did you? I mean, did you feel anything? Given, like, watching them all, now I have, like, they meant something yeah. while I was watching, like, the, the previous ones. Sean, how did you feel at the end? Um, I th- like you said, I think it's very satisfying and well earned, and yeah. I love the way it's wrapped up and how it kind of comes back full circle in a way. It's just yeah, I love that fucking ending sequence. It was oh, man, it was great. It was yeah, great it was, I like Hardy it just, Hard. It just I like harken, it harkens beard. back to the the first one, you know. <laughs> yeah, it harkens back to the original. Which We're gonna great. symbolize aging with a beard. <laughs> well, they gave him some lines. What's your, what's your score? <laughs> What's your score, Steve? Uh, I'm giving this shit a four out of five. Jesus man. Christ! Yeah. Right. You know what? I'll do you one better. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Just give it a four. I give it a four to five. All right, <laughs> four and a half is a stretch, and I would have started questioning all of you. No, man, uh, you just don't get it, man. No, I could I could see the first one being a four and a half, but that, that one's a five for me, man. Well, I could see that, um, and I said the second one. But like, based on just the the structure of this one alone, I can't see it being more than a four. All right, cool. My context. Uh, Mark Duplass kind of looks like my dad in this photo. That's, that's strange because he's white. <laughs> Does it? He's got the mustache. Same Why face. Name, like... All right, so we got to pick a movie for next week. Uh, we are still in rough waters. Isn't there that uh, that Asian that Asian action movie? Is there an the Asian Wandering Sky? Movie? No. The Wandering Mountains. No, it's called something else. Oh, the reason I'm saying that's because they had a premiere at uh, 
AMC and there was like like when I left my theater there was a whole bunch of hubbub and there's people waiting out line there was like a red carpet and there was cameras and I was just standing there in the middle of it like what the fuck is happening I believe you're referring to Fury yeah I am okay I don't know anything about that um, we have Greta which nope not, I feel like we haven't like reviewed we have a Tyler Perry movie, movie. we got Medea Family funeral. Medea. Medea. You said that the whitest fucking Medea <laughs> way possible. You did the I'm two not, whitest I'm not things. giving Tyler Perry any credit. Ch- ch- he did what? Ch- 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 Medea. Medea. Uh, uh, aluminum, aluminium, same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have um, ooh IMAX Apollo Eleven documentary limited release. Everything's limited release. It doesn't look like there's anything. Uh, Unless there's something on Netflix that you guys know about, uh, I, I I don't know. This is, looks like a tough week for us. I think Fury is the way to go. <laughs> I don't even see Fury on my list. It's Fury with a I E, not a Y. Which is nice. weird. Hmm. This is a hard one. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, Racist. I'm trying to see what is this. Uh, it's a Vietnamese movie. It's like almost nothing. We never see Vietnamese films. No. We haven't seen it. I don't feel like we've seen like a proper action movie in a long time either. I mean, uh, we could do it. Um, I'm actually interested because very few films come out of Vietnam that really break the surface of cinema. People don't really watch them. There's a lot of crazy shit coming out that I've never even heard of. Yeah. The boy who harnessed the wind? Fuck. All right. Well, Fury... Um, Unless, like, some crazy big Netflix comes out, I think we should go with that. Uh, or if now. it's impossible to watch. That, that could be a possibility, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Those sticks. All right, cool. So do you guys want to uh, move on to our Oscars, post-Oscars How are we going to structure this? We could structure this by dealing out the results and then discuss the results. Okay. So... 2019 Oscars. Uh, we had our predictions on the show a couple, you know, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, Steve gave his out last week. He had the advantage of having more time, um, which is me. which is bull. How do you know? How do you know you, that you, it didn't help you? I don't know. Hey, man. Don't be so hard on yourself. So here's the results, right? We did <coughs> not vote on the uh, short categories, so I think we did 21 categories. Minus uh, three of them. Uh, Harvey won. Did I? Yeah. Where are you getting these numbers from? <laughs> I need a recount. <laughs> I, I mean, you can go back and list the episode. It's all recorded proof. Did I win? Like, you, you know, it's funny. We didn't think of a reward. Yeah, we didn't. Did I win like impressively? No, no. Everyone did very well. We all did poorly. Which is funny because we were. I don't know. I, I felt pretty confident this year. I like felt like I'd learned something about the Oscars from last year. I never feel confident when I'm doing it. But they just never cease to fucking surprise yeah, with their the bullshit. Is, you just give them no respect when it comes to Harvey, the Let me ask you this. You've seen Green Book. Is it worthy of an Oscar? Fuck no. Hell no. I've not seen even Green Book close. Too. You saw it? Yeah. It's not even... Uh, I don't think it's... In my opinion, uh, I don't want to shit on the movie. It's like an we'll, okay we'll, movie. We'll get, a, we'll get into it real quick. Let me finish the results. Uh, Harvey is the winner here. Um... Fourth place, though, I just want to come out and say Harvey's the winner. Uh, fourth place, we have uh, Steve and Sean are tied at nine predictions out of 21, I believe. Nine out of 21. That's not very good. Let's go that's failing. That is failing. Let's go through the categories and 
Say who got the right ones. Oh, Was we that could too much? we could do that. Um, I don't really we have it all written much, in one spot. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Uh, I got one more than you guys. I got ten, and then Harvey got eleven. So we're all very close here. Ten, nine, eleven. So yeah, we all technically failed. All right, so let's let's go through some of the notable ones. Um, Who got Olivia Coleman? Uh, so one person. Did I did. It. I no, did. you didn't. No, I didn't. Nope, you got uh, I one close. Yeah, you might have wanted her to win. Uh, Sean, you got Olivia. Oh, really? Coleman. I that, don't remember that. That was, I don't know if that was pure luck or skill. Skill. But you know, she was like, <laughs> she was not my even third choice. Well, I thought she was gonna win just because uh, she cried a lot in the movie. I don't know why. I don't know, man. I was thinking like, there's just so many other people that I don't know could have took it. Um, best actor. Uh, the only one who got that was Harvey. Who's best actor? Rami Malek. Oh, really? Was it well earned? Yeah, you say? I, knew, I knew that was going to happen. No. No? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think he was doing typical biopics. I think uh, my personal pick was Bradley yeah. Cooper. I love him. It was a good impression, but I mean, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know if it was. Who did I pick? Uh, you picked Christian Bale, so did I. Yeah. What did I, I like pick? You sense. picked Bradley Cooper, which uh, I think should have gotten. Yeah, he should have won. To put yeah, some respect Randy on uh, Rami Malek, uh, his wasn't supported by a good movie, by good filmmaking. Right. If it were, then I think it could have been maybe worthy. Right, right. You're right. Um, I'm not detracting from him. I just I think, to see that movie. Yeah. I just think, you know, come on. Um, let's see. Supporting. Uh, me and Steven are the only ones to get this. Supporting actor, Mahershala Ali, which yeah, is weird like, because he's totally not supporting, but I guess he is because the movie It's weird because I didn't guy. even see the fucking movie. Oh, I thought he was the lead <laughs> in the movie. No, nah, I mean technically it's about the white guy. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, which is another reason you, why that uh, movie you and Harvey, Sean and Harvey said Sam Elliott, which is my personal pick. Oh, I love Sam Elliott. Supporting actress yeah. was a landslide for all of us. Was Regina King? Yeah. Uh, I Obviously, That's awesome, though, that obviously uh, animated. I had a feeling, man. I saw her name. I was like, she has to fucking win. It yeah, just doesn't seeing make her any in sense. the trailer and stuff, I was like, it's her. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the Spider Verse winning was a it was like the free spot on the bingo sheet. For Fuck all off, man! It deserved every. No, I'm not saying it didn't deserve it. It definitely deserved. It. But I'm saying it was like it just. There's no way it wasn't going. to What win. else was it going? I'd realize what's it going against. <laughs> it was going against some good movies. But the thing is, when you when you couple the fact that it's actually better in those movies, not by a huge margin, Wreck-It but Ralph it is better than some of those. Uh, just like what's name? I think it's Isle of Dogs. It's better than some of the. Best oh, feature. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, it's, it's better. better. It's way yeah. better than all those movies. Right, it's better than all those. It's better than but not only that, it's, it has a, uh, you know, it's a very strong uh, political, you know, stance. You know, it's like. How do you yeah. think uh, Marvel feels about it? <laughs> kind of salty a bit. Uh, I, would, I, would I mean, they so. won some awards, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is that, is that they, they don't play, they don't take risk. They took the biggest risk. In terms of like making a comic book movie, that's why it's impressive. It's no longer a risk to do that. Well, now because they've done it, right? But that's what I'm saying. He, like they you know, took the risk because they're like, he's like, you know what? Sony was sitting around, I was like, we have nothing to fucking lose anymore. There's, there's, and we're gonna do some buck wild shit. It's also I, a lot less it. money at stake. I yeah. I saw a headline um, that I was kind of like confused by. It was like this was like the most amount of like awards won by black actors or something. So, something about that and I was just like uh, you like we the Oscars have been so fucking wrong about not giving opportunities and, and awards to black people in the past 
that they've been called out publicly for it, and then now they they do it. And it's not like it doesn't feel like an achievement. To yeah, me. like it's it also feel, like it just feels like. Yeah, it all, this is also their highest viewed Oscar in like five years, which is strange because yeah. it was one of the worst. I thought it was so. It went by so quick. It just seemed there was no good jokes. Like there was no host to carry it. There was they, no host. No, and there was. Uh, they were well, even going to pull out. Yeah, Kevin Hart pulled yeah. out. Uh, they were going to do that thing where they they um, shafted four categories to be read during the commercials and not get um, aired. That backfired in their okay. fucking face. Like, how can you even? I don't get it. I don't get how people are so high up and in charge of such big organizations and do not have hindsight. I, it's I because f- Hollywood's run you, by out of touch old white dudes. If you would have told me, <laughs> when's the last time an old <laughs> an old white dude was really you, in touch if, or got anything? I think anything. if you would have told the <laughs> average Joe, hey, the Oscars are thinking about um, not showing four categories. You think there's going to be any backlash on that? I mean, of course, they, they've done some crazy shit. Like ten years ago, they did that shit where. Nobody could get up on stage, and everybody just had to stand in their seat and accept the <laughs> award. That's the weirdest <laughs> shit they've ever done. I, I don't even remember that. Oh, uh, thanks. All right. Uh, so <laughs> let's just go through a couple more. Um, best director. So fucking weird. Can you imagine when an Oscar, like, you can't get up on stage? <laughs> they have to, like, some dude, like, it's just he's called the runner. And the runner literally has, like, a lineup of awards, and he's given it, and he just darts onto the fucking, onto the audience and hands it off. All right, so best director, um, everyone but Steve got this right. Who was it? I don't know. Why I was so happy Adam that McKay he won that damn win. award. Alfonso Cuarón. But I was also pissed off he didn't win best picture. It's because I was thinking I was thinking Hollywood, and that's definitely a Hollywood pick. When uh, when Roma won best foreign language, I was like, uh oh, does yeah. it mean it's not going to win best picture? I thought it should have both. Of I'm, course. I'm nervous. I, I would wanted Roma or Stars. I feel like uh, we're reaching peak Roma hype. And uh, I feel like when I finally watch this movie, I'm just going to hate it. Nah, I think, nah, it, I think it's well-deserved. Well yeah. So uh, I'm very nervous. I might hate this movie. C- cinematography went to him, too. Um, <coughs> that was If he didn't win that, I would have been complete Yeah, I think we all guessed shit. that, right? We all, except Steve, of course. Because I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. That's why I was just like, I, I didn't want to fucking do it. I was like, I He put the favorite, which, you know, is a strong contender, but. Yeah. Uh, Roma was literally those tracking scenes, though. Maybe some of the best cinematography in ten years. Listen, man, now you're just building up the hype that I'm probably gonna hate this movie. No, I mean the cinematography in that was just like every frame was a painting, like you know that cliche. Listen. Um. Anyway, Spike Lee got his recognition. Dude, Steve, think about the cinematography in uh, Children of Men. One of the best cinematography. Yeah, it's in amazing. And then history. amp that up by like yeah. five. Yeah, you that know that tracking scene when he's leaving the fucking barn and he's getting in the car. Yeah, it's amazing. Man. You know the thing is that's like every shot in Roma, basically. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, I feel like the hype is just over. Like I feel like I can't breathe with the hype, and you I can't need to learn to know hype. And this hype it. is insane. So original screenplay, I thought was going to Roma as well. Um, you, you and uh, Steve thought I was going to, or Sean and Steve, the people not here, thought I was going to First Reform, Paul Schrader. Um, and Harvey was going Green Book, which I thought was a very safe bet, too. Uh, but it ended Bill up Street? going to uh, uh-huh. Spike Lee. Bullshit. For Black Klansman. <laughs> did you hear what he did? 
What did he do? He, he walked out when they announced Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. That was the funniest shit. I mean, I kind of agree with him. I think, no, I don't ag- I agree. I think Black Klansman is a smidge better than Green Book. Well, I was going to say, think, I, I don't think, think, I don't, I don't think uh, Black Klansman 1 should have gotten nominated for Best Picture at all. But that, but that inherently, to me, means Green Book shouldn't have gotten nominated. Of course. Well, so if you're going to pick a, a movie that speaks on race but relations the fact, to win. The fact that he says that he lost the award. The award was never fucking yours. You're, did, I don't think. If, did he say that he? He, he says it's not the first time I've lost an award to someone driving. Oh, that was yeah. a joke. That was a fun, lighthearted joke. Oh. Right. But like he, he, he thought that he thought he was getting the award, basically. In my opinion. Well, that's delusional. I don't think any person thought he was going to win. I understand his frustration though, because like, hit, like they're both dealing with like subject matters that are very much similar, and I think. I haven't watched Green Book, his, so I can't say. His frustration is self-centered. He's not. He doesn't care about the other nominees yeah. or like what's better than Green Book. But I feel. But I understand why he's upset. Because I could understand a little bit just because of the topic, like Someone, what the film is about. Well, I guess we'll talk about Best yeah. Picture since we. It's keep funny because like that it. one year he boycotted. He didn't go because he didn't get a nomination. This year he got a nomination. Like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> <All> <laughs> I'll right, so, check it out. So in regards to Best Picture, <laughs> we were all wrong, um, including the Oscars. They were wrong too. Uh, Actually, uh, Roma was me and Harvey's pick. What did I pick? You picked Bohemian, which it seemed like it was going that way, and I was it was weird, weird right? I was, I was like, shaking in my skin. Well, I, was I like, said no. favorite, Dude, right? If it did, I would have laughed. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, here's the thing: the favorite was such a uh, off chance that I put a little note here. If you get this one right, you get two points. Oh, cool. Uh, you did not that, get yeah. those two points though. If that had um, happened, I would have had like a newfound respect for the Oscars. Yeah, like, yeah. I saw Yurgos shed a tear when uh, when Coleman Olivia Coleman won Best Actress. Dude, like, she That's my freaked boy, Yurgos. out. Like it's she, crazy. she, she almost had a seizure. It's crazy fucking seeing her when it. She, yeah. Remember, she was like on spaced out and shit. I personally liked Emma Stone more spaced in the movie, out. but or was fucking uh, space. She was in that show. I really liked a lot. Peep Show. She was in Peep Show. Yeah. And now she's winning <laughs> yeah. an Oscar, an American Oscar. She was like one of the girlfriends or something. So I actually yeah. missed the first two awards of the Oscar. Um, I was watching a Super Smash What about those Bros. technical tournament. awards? Did you go through some of those? Not yet, but I was going to talk about documentary. Um, you, and Sean, sentence. and Steve got Free Solo right, which I didn't think was going to win because it really, I don't know, it's more of a, the the achievement is. Was Alex Arnold there? Yeah, yeah, he was there. Oh yeah, he, That's he, crazy. he walked. I, I follow him on Instagram. He actually they gave him the the envelope that said free. Solo There's a hilarious it. interview with him. I read the transcript to it where it's just like, uh, "You want an Oscar?" I'm like, "Well, yeah." The film made about me. Yeah. Won an Oscar. They're like what, something, something. He's like, "Yeah, I just like to climb shit." <laughs> <laughs> he was like the most. It's so funny. He's like, "I've actually never even watched the Oscars till now." My God. <laughs> My God, dude. I love that fucking like, attitude. What do you expect? I've never a, seen the movie. He, he lives in a fucking van. <laughs> he probably didn't see Free Solo. Have you uh, watched his fucking van, like, uh, uh, tours that he does? No. Like, he talks about, like, the, the how the way he gets power into his van and shit. I mean, I watched it's a ton of, I watched a ton of those YouTube videos, so, so I'm sure great. I've seen something similar. Uh, I personally think Won't You Be My Neighbor was the best documentary. But Speaking of that, I watched it last week. I Did you cry? I was fucking broken as a person <laughs> afterwards i realized that every person in this fucking world is shitty and will never fucking meet his expectations but rough right yeah it's a fucking rough but don't you see how strange it is i wasn't nominated i don't know why it's strange right? it's really weird 
Uh, anyways, I picked RBG. So did uh, Harvey. We were wrong. Probably because the Oscars is full what of a bunch of pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> God Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. What'd you say, Sean? What did I pick? You picked Free Solo. Oh, you okay. got it right. Uh, yeah, obviously, foreign language was Roma, which me and Harvey and Steve picked. Uh, Sean won Shoplifters, which, you know, can't yeah, wait I to saw see half that. Of it. This one blew me away. <laughs> this one blew me away. Editing. Vice for is what I picked. Harvey picked Vice. Sean picked Vice. Steve picked Black Klansman, which I could see. There's some editing there. Uh, and fucking Bohemian Rhapsody one. The fucking yeah, like out of <laughs> no way. Like I don't see. I that remember at all. it being fucking that, like. I remember the that. editing being fucking like add. Like it was just like it I was think just I could have like, edited, non- dude. It was like literally. Here's the script. Edit is the script tells you to edit, and uh, and not only that. Moving on to sound editing and sound mixing, Bohemian Rhapsody won both. And uh, I was reading this. Uh, this sound editing uh like meme it was like like some guy won an award for putting queen songs in a movie like <laughs> <laughs> like you just dropped the queen song into the timeline okay uh, and I gotta see this he's like beep, dude beep, i think sound beep, mixing beep, just like q just drops it but yeah sound mixing i could see because of the the lip syncing and like the, the the crowd shit was impressive too um for sure yeah uh, all right. So some of the uh, the other uh, technical stuff, visual effects. This one was w- way we had no idea, but um, we all picked these CGI heavy movies and ended up giving it to First Man. You know what? I, I, said I, I wanted that. that to win, right? Yeah, I can I can Maybe, see that. I, I can see that. That's interesting. Costume design was a landslide. We all said Black Panther. It was obvious. Yeah. Makeup. Sean said Border. Yeah, foolishly, I was wrong. Foolishly. I uh, thought the makeup on the face was good, all right? <laughs> oh, it's fucking Dick Cheney. No yeah, Dick Cheney was like border. scary. Song was a, well, actually Harvey put Black Panther, but come on, man. You know what this is. <laughs> they played it too, right? Yeah. They probably knew they were going to fucking win before. They yeah. Probably, yeah. probably why they agreed to play. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, are we going to yeah. win? Yeah, I, I guess fucked so. up. Tell me something, too foolish. girl. Yeah. Damn, that movie's good. Yes, uh, I love that movie. I've been reading some people saying they didn't like it. I'm viciously yeah. opposed to that. I'm one of those people online just, just trolling you right now. Well, you it could be. <laughs> so, score, uh, I don't even remember what won. Black Panther? Was it? I don't know. Score. Best score. I think, no, Black Panther, because I chose Black Panther, I think, right? Didn't I? You, no, you know what, though, Steve? What did I choose? Uh, uh, it sounded like you. I, I think, think you, you might have won Beale Street. Score? No, I didn't go Bill Street. Oh, wait. While I was listening, you skipped this. I forgot to mention it. Like, you got sidetracked and never revealed it. Oh, I, I yeah, I remember saying, I thought I said Black Panther. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm I don't know. Sure. I told him at the end, uh, if you if you skipped anything, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Oh. And, uh, it's like the SATs. Yeah, it's like I swore I that I chose Black Black Panther. You know, I mean, it is what it I is. I wasn't keeping track. Yeah, I mean, I could go back and look, but I don't hey, think man, you said no, it's all right. Beale Street but won something, right? Listen, Harvey um, won. Harvey best won. original score won to Black Panther. Yeah, but the only one yeah, that I, I def- as far as I know, the only person that said it was Har- Sean. Oh, I, I'm I pretty that's sure uh, that I said that Black Panther, though, because I think we talked about it, too, because I mentioned maybe. Black Panther multiple yeah. times throughout the movie. That's uh, or throughout the, Ludwig Sorensen, too, who's Donald Glover's producer. Yep. Wait, what's the name? 
Ludwig. He's a he's Ludwig a white guy with long hair. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's a really famous pianist named Ludwig. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's that would have made sense. Like he's also he does movies as well. That guy's dead. <laughs> it could be the same guy. Uh, all right, yeah. Production design um, went to Black Panther, and surprisingly, I was the only one that picked it. How about that? I mean, I was reluctant yeah, I, I, I too because yeah, because it's CGI, right? Yeah, yeah. that's CGI. that's why my mentality went to like other. Films. Yeah, uh, I don't that know. That waterfall scene in Wakanda looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it did look great. A lot that, of that a lot of the C- CGI in that film looked really bad. Like yeah, it looked. Know. There was a lot of moments where it was just like this. The train sequence looked yeah, some horrible. Of it was not great, but they didn't have much of a budget to work with. But yeah, yeah the, the, the waterfall some sequence isn't that great. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. So on the Green Book, right? I just got to get my my two cents out there. I'll let you I guys had, argue. For I had a bit. I had someone tell me that green like the Oscars will usually go with the least offensive movie, and I was like, that can't be because Birdman I think was offensive in the sense that it was taking a jab at Hollywood while being a really weird, quirky, ambiguous movie. And Birdman won. I was I was thrilled about that. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Um, and then Moonlight won as well. Moonlight over the safe pick, La La Land. And uh, and then we had Spotlight in between after that, um, or before, sorry, before Moonlight, uh, was Spotlight, what which made me think uh, Shape of Water, oh, which yeah. I don't think is a safe pick. I just don't think it was a good pick. But Green Book even being nominated, not winning, but just being nominated baffles me because it's the most juvenile fucking uh simple-minded approach at this uh this topic it's the movie that they're gonna play to like freshmen in high school to teach them about segregation or something like it's such a safe like plain jane movie i i was entertained i guess um this is like a light three movie for me i gotta check this out it's really it's just probably my top 40 maybe of the year, <laughs> so what's this whole thing about? Uh, was was you Harvey saying it's uh, kind of one of those white savior movies? Yeah, I mean, well, the, it's well, Mahershala Ali was nominated for best supporting actor, so that should tell you something. He like, won, right? Yeah, he did yeah, win, he but all, yeah, him all even the movies, being nominated for that category should tell you something about this movie. like why? Yeah, is this story about racism? Uh, why is the black man in uh, the supporting actor role in the first place? I think that's just which. Here's my thing. I I understand that if you want to make a movie about a white guy during that time, from his perspective, that's totally fine. But all the feel-good moments really just rely on the corniest him. Hey, leave him alone. Leave my black friend alone, will you? Yeah. It's just like... uh, I think I mentioned that. that Yeah, all the feel-good moments rely on that. And there's just some of the corniest scenes in this movie that when you... When you think about Oscars and Best Picture, you think of, like, masterful filmmaking, usually, right? Yeah. You think of, like, Scorsese winning Best Picture with, for his stuff. You think about... Uh, I think about Romeo and Love. Damn, there's been a lot of... I'm looking at the list. No, right, no, no, Shakespeare and Love. That's what I think of. All right, but... <laughs> there's been a lot of movies that I don't see how they won an Oscar. But, like, yeah, when you think lot. about nominations, right, The Revenant for, for its just... It's sheer balls... Uh yeah, Moonlight for being one of the most like fucking visceral look looks at fucking a young gay black man. Uh and then you think about this and it just doesn't make sense to me 
that was even nominated because it's just the most. I don't know. This looks like a movie that should have like got swept under. You know those movies that usually get swept under the rug. And you're like, oh, why'd they get swept under the rug? This movie feels like it deserved to get swept under the rug. It's just such a small, simple-minded movie. And well, I just when I first it. saw the trailer, I was interested. Uh, I do like both. We all work. I, yeah, I like both leads. I, I really want to give it a shot. Uh, it definitely looks safe. One that's the one. That's characters. the one. That's the one thing I would say though. The one thing that did stand out to me when I first saw the trailer, it looked it, it looked something I wanted to see, but it looked very safe. It looked very by the numbers. It feels like a congratulatory, film. like a self congratulatory pat on the back to an old white person for not being racist. Like when it's, <laughs> it's just like it's like uh, all those scenes with uh, Vigo standing up for Mahershala Ali's character. It's it feels like it's there to be like, yeah, racism is wrong, and I'm, Obviously. I'm not racist. It feels like that shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know it's, what you're saying. It's, it's a it's a weird movie, and it's it handles it handles the subject matter very badly, very poorly. I had a so I had someone um, this film discussion group I'm part of where he was defending this as like, yeah, this definitely was the best pick to win. I was like, did you see the other movies? Yeah, probably. If you don't watch fucking movies. Yeah, I believe he saw all of them. Um, And essentially what he was saying is like, look, man, here's one thing about Green Book. I have friends in the Midwest. Some of them, you know, stupidly voted for Trump. You know, he's a liberal guy. And and this is one of those movies that I could recommend to them. But in my mind, this is going to change them. What what do they not know already? This movie does. It seems z- does very not, safe. This movie is like literally. I would recommend I, textbooks tell you more about segregation I think, than this movie. Yeah, I feel like, and it's just like it, I just don't get it. Remember the Titans. Dude, yeah, like this any, is the same, the same equivalent is that. The, all right, give me that meter. That movie is, wasn't is it like, nominated. This is on par with Remember, remember Oh wow! And, and what it is, it's an exact reverse of Driving Miss Daisy. That's all it is. It's the exact reverse of the roles. There's literally no difference. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know when Best Picture? Best, uh, best Picture? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But this uh, is the exact reverse of that. Instead of a, so a rich, entitled Jewish lady in the back, it's a. W- rich, well-spoken, you know, like white man in the front. No, no, rich, well, <laughs> no, rich, well-spoken uh, black, black man, man in the back, in yeah. the back, and then a you know a, a lower yeah. class person in the front. Like I just remember that one scene in the trailer where it's just like the squirrels would eat it. Yeah, that, that's, that's the only thing I remember. That's a funny joke, but it's so like it's really not that big in the movie. Um, yeah, the movie does not hold up. Uh, this 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 best picture pick is not going to age well. That's a all. weird pick, man. It's a weird pick. This uh, is the first wait, time. Do in you a feel? Long time do you I feel like just feel worse this year or last year? I just I know. I think this year's this worse. year's way worse <laughs> yeah. because I think Shape, Shape of Water, Water is better than this. Movie. Shape of Water, I do not like, but I kind of get you it. See the you can see what the it's appeal. A, it's a very well crafted movie in the sense that it takes chances and, but this movie. I'm just picturing Alfonso Caron sitting in his chair and just knowing he had the better movie. He knows his movie was the best picture. He's like sitting like this, smoking a cigarette. I, I don't know why. He's I, like, think, I think he's a smoker. I 100% believe he's a smoker. He's like, fucking shit. There's been, there's been a lot of cases like that where like it, there's a clear-cut winner in this group, especially in the Oscars, and these to filmmakers me, last and actors, year, they knew it. Dunkirk should have won, but I don't know. Um, it's be, like a lot of categories when Leo gets nominated. And he gets swept by somebody else. But this was like when you compare Green Book to Roma, it's like well, of course, yeah, it's just unpa- it's unparalleled. 
I feel like 2000, was it last? Yeah, was it last year's Oscar? I feel like we had, it was such a better Oscars like picks in terms of like all the nominees. Like it was just a solid round. Like I would have been happy if any of them won. Uh, no, looking at the list for this year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, like I feel the like. movies that are coming out this year. I feel like comparatively. If I'm looking at this year's nomination list and I'm looking at last year, I feel like last year, I feel like... I think I agreed more last year. But la- think, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I agree with last year. Still like, bullshit, though. I agree with last year. It made sense to me. Like I don't know. I think there was a lot of nonsense <laughs> yeah. last year, too. Like, can't, can't remember. Best picture? Yeah, I don't I think there's a lot yeah, of I don't, films in there. I don't think Shape of Water should have been nominated either. I don't well, either. you know what, Steve, you're right in the no. sense that last year had way better movies. No, 2017. Was it 2017? 2018. I don't know. Yeah. I keep fucking that up. 2017. Yeah. The 2018 Oscars for the year. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I keep fucking that up. But 2017 was a better year. I feel like for us for movies. Yeah. I don't. I feel like we just were way more excited. There was like a lot more fucking bangers. Oh no. Best pictures. Um. Last Oscars. I would say most of them were like at least four star movies for me. Yeah. yeah exactly. This it, year. It makes... This year. I'm like Black Panther. I mean, I, I know some people love it. I personally think it's okay. It's a, it's a good Marvel movie. Black Klansman was, you know, I liked it, was, it a lot. It was a, it was a comedy that I enjoyed a lot. But Best Picture, I just don't think so. Uh, Green Book was absolutely silly and juvenile. And then you have like movies like, uh, like Vice. I guess nobody liked it but me, and I get why. But even you can say not Best Picture, right? Yeah, because it's 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 quirk. I know. I know it's not best picture, but I can see why they put it as best picture. It's a fun movie for me. I enjoy the way that it's set up and it's goofy, uh, but it's not on the level. Like you know, Vice kind of looks like a Netflix original movie, doesn't it? Like kind of. Yeah, you could believe like it was a Netflix original. And turns out the best fucking movie there was a Netflix movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Star. Honestly, A Star Is Born was my actually my favorite. I actually said when we were talking about that, I don't think they're ready to nominate or. Select a winner, a Netflix original movie. I believe that First Reformed got snubbed. I think it should have got nominated for a lot more fucking awards. Ethan Hawke should have got best. It was because it was in 4-3. Ethan Hawke should have definitely never got uh, I best think, actor. Yeah, best screenplay should have got fucking best. I think Ethan Hawke should have got... I think... Uh, I think, dude, I think personally, I think A Star is Born got snubbed this year. Bradley Cooper could have got best director, I think. I think he could have got actor, like... I don't know. There, there wasn't a lot of representation for uh, Stars Born winning, except Song, but that was that was a fuck. I was like, it, it was, that an was a lock. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Stars Born. That movie should get the. I know you're gonna hate this movie, but give me a chance award. Like that should be an, <laughs> that should be an Oscar. <laughs> I know you're gonna hate this, but give me a chance. <laughs> we should make That's our own. Like, <laughs> we should make our own Oscars and cre- create awards for them like that. You know what? We need mean, people though to like vote. No, Can't just be no, us. We, we could just do it on the podcast. Well, yeah. We don't need people to vote. It we could we be can like vote obscure. among us. What Harvey's saying, I think, is like obscure awards, right? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Like that we all collectively agree with. Yeah. Well, we could do our best picture, but yeah. if we don't all agree, that might be a problem. But we could just come up with. It's like yeah. a jury. Like we could do. We, we could come up with other awards, like like that could I just be a nice, said. That could be a nice episode where we just argue for fucking an we hour. We could do about a best. We could do best. <laughs> Best performance well, in a the bad argue, the movie. The argument would have to be outside right? the podcast. The arguments, no, the the argument is on the podcast <laughs> the week before. <laughs> yeah, but like something like best at, if you best don't performance to the argument from this episode in a bad movie. Because <laughs> you know, there's movies throughout the year that are bad with great performances, like stuff like that. Yeah, this is something to look into. Let's let's put a pin in that. 
Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's play the game. Let's play the game. I think we're we're wrapped up on the Oscars. Green Book shouldn't have won, and the Academy's lost. No, we should have won last year. What's that? Hands down, in my opinion. Dunkirk. Maybe I was gonna say Phantom Thread. Uh, I think I think in terms of like story, I think character thread or character driven. I just think Dunkirk should have won for the uh, the achievement of how insane that movie was. All right, so Sean's gonna sit this out. He's had enough punishment. I don't care about playing. I don't give a fuck. You've had enough. You still I'll eat your movies. recommendations. You you still have enough, but uh. Well, I'm gonna watch um, uh, How's Moving Castle. I mean, I think you're all more pertinent. All right, you didn't explain what the game was. The game is called Get Wrecked. Uh, <laughs> Sean is sitting this, sitting this one out. He's going to uh, assign a movie to the roller of the lowest number of this 12-sided dice. Thomas rolled a 10. I got to 10. And I'm going to probably roll a 4. 11. Oh, shit. Ooh. If you roll a 12, I, wanna, I lose. If, I honestly want to lose. Give him Stars Born. But... What the fuck? Holy shit. That's Holy insane. Shit. What did you get, Shomo? Yeah. Ten. You got a t- he, Damn. He just lost with a ten. Oh, my God. Wow, Damn. that's incredible. Steve's doing the nanny over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Steve dance like that. All right, well, Sean, I guess you have to assign. I haven't lost in a very long time. That's this crazy. Is, Yo, I was like, I was ready for it. When I got that ten, I was kind of disappointed because I was like, wow, I really haven't lost in a long time. And well, I, you know, you haven't I seen mean, How to you, Train Your Dragons 1 and 2, so... So, I guess no, you... I <laughs> can understand. All right, so I'm going to give you um, a movie that I really like and I've seen several times since, and I think... Several? It's a, yeah, I think it's a good watch. I just love the way that this movie is told and the way the dialogue just kind of rolls. Uh, so, Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg is called End of Tour. I believe it came out in 2015 or 16, one of those years. I remember. I think it's it a good out. watch. Check it out. You'll find it somewhere. Okay. I feel like it will send me down a spiral of David Foster Wallace uh, learning more about him. So yeah, I'm interested. Went, yeah, I went down a little spiral after watching him. I heard, I heard he's pretty transformative in that role. Yeah. Okay, cool. Check it out. All right. I will be watching End of Tour. Um, yeah. And then we'll be coming at you with some Vietnamese cinema possibly next week. Uh yeah, I think that Rashid, uh, about does it for us. Rashid Fo, while we it's pronounced fa, whatever, fo, you whatever, fucking ignoramus. Better than fucking ramen. None of yeah, that. None of that better. It's better. It's better than ramen. That's the most incorrect statement I've ever heard in my life. Like, really, I, I thought I thought the most incorrect statement was uh the winner is Green Book. They're close. They're close. Second. They're close. Okay. All right. At least pho is comparable to <laughs> ramen. It's not as good. That's comparable. Green Book's not comparable to Best Picture movies. <laughs> I like the way I just easily triggered you. And yeah, he, triggered me. he triggered me. If you're right. using iTunes, <laughs> yeah. it would be great if you could leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review based on our movie discussions, not on our stupid analogies about pho. If you guys have any great recommendations for us, just slide them on. If you think pho is better than ramen, hit me up on DM. Just, can you just slide into our DMs, please? Yeah. Also, we are on Spotify now. Uh, if you if you're uh, anti iTunes for whatever reason, can you um, can they slide into our DMs through there or no? I don't believe so. But we have a website oh. where all the DM sliding you want can be done. That's <laughs> do the right You can find all of our slide episodes on there. You can slide onto that website. You can do whatever. You can write us. You can you, uh, you know see all of our episodes in one spot without having to go through any silly interfaces on your phone. 
other than that, we're also on social media. You can connect with us there. We have Facebook, Do the Right Film, Twitter, and we're also on Instagram, which is Do the Right Film underscore podcast. Uh, yes, and we're always looking for topic recommendations. If there's a, a pressing issue in film that you think needs to be talked about by us, let us know. Yes, because we're the experts. Also, if you think Green Book should have won, message me now and defend yourself. Um, yeah. Defend yourself. Defend yourself. Like I'm coming for it. <laughs> you better have defend hard yourself. facts to, to back your claims up. I'm just kidding. Oscars are out of touch to me. That about does it for us. Uh, stick around till till next week. Uh, we'll, we'll have our review of Fury, uh, and then next year during the Oscars, we're canceling the Oscars and we're going to be doing our own uh, the Do the Right Filmies. Yeah, that's well, not the name. Name pin. That's name. not. Yeah, the, I mean we're gonna pe- we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ponder on the yeah. name for for a year, but uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. Uh, hey, Steve, something we've been pondering for a very long time on this show. We need it. Catch okay, phrase.